ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Scentsy Brewcast. It's the voice of Scentsy Craft, and um, it's really quiet in here today. We have a nice, <laughs> uh, calm, quiet, uh, intimate episode. Very intimate. <laughs> uh, Justin Cheney, Peepaw, depending on uh, who you're talking to, how people know you. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the show. It's been a little while. Yeah. Uh, a year and a half, I think. Yeah, it was definitely pre-COVID. The yeah. world had not exploded yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's definitely been a lot that has happened since the last time we had you on the show. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> let's, uh, I mean, you just put a ton of beer in front of me, so we, I guess, have to start pretty quickly into that so that we can get through it all. Yeah, but you do <laughs> you. I, I definitely won't complain. Um, where do you want me to start on here? Um, I assume that some of these we've had, well... It's no, kind we've, of like a rainbow right now. We've probably right. had, well, we've had, we've probably tried Summit on the show at one point. But, yeah, I mean, that was also, probably, yeah. Um, but again, it's been probably a yeah. couple of years since we did. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> literally right before COVID. All right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to start with this Pilsner because I'm a Pilsner nut and um, That's what I'm, drinking. I'm getting ready to jump into probably one of the biggest shows that I've done next week i guess next week when you're listening to this which is the the, the pilsner roundtable over at fretboard live oh, maybe it's i should be, go it's gonna be chaos <laughs> <laughs> um so and we're coming on the heels of a couple weeks ago or maybe even a little bit more than that me having the worst pilsner of my life here in cincinnati and no i will not name names although i think you know who it was <laughs> I swear to God, if you say it. No, you saw you saw the picture. On, oh, I did. Uh, okay. yeah, that's, I was that was the Pilsner. Um, tell me about this beer. Um, so it's just a very traditional Pilsner. Not anything super exciting. Obviously, you know I'm a High Life fan, so. Yeah, that um, that leans into that kind of yeah. macro Pilsner yeah, kind of thing. I, I just wanted a, a crisp, clean, like. We call it patio pills. Right. So it's it's actually been selling like crazy right now. So sometimes Pilsner leans a little heavy into the hoppier side. This yeah. kind of leans a little more yeah, multi sweet. Uh, yeah, I was looking for that sweet kind of like Cornish yeah. flavor. It almost leans more into like a Hellas for me versus a Pilsner. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah. That is that is delicious. Yeah, like I'll, I'll have a I'll have a Pilsner and be like God. That's hoppy. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> well and that's, like, and I don't a, want that. A lot of beer styles are kind of becoming that too, where, um, you know, these styles have been around for for some of them centuries at this point. Yeah. You know, and, and right. it, the the perfect is example of it has been done. Everybody mm-hmm. is either trying to replicate that perfect example yeah. or put their own kind of spin on it. Yeah, and if you're putting your own spin on it, it's going to become something else, and so it creates this weird kind of world of uh, uh you know not knowing what you're going to get when you walk in you know it says says it's a pilsner but what does yeah. that actually mean <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i i enjoy this a lot yeah um what i mean let's let's kind of go let's go a little broader strokes to, to kick things off um and this is a very big question but it's something oh, that i've been rolling around in my head for a while um uh, what is craft beer to you um man lord jesus and, and does does it still really exist is it is it still a thing versus you know when you when you looked at the industry you know 10 years ago 15 years ago i 
That's actually a really funny question that you asked that because me and our chef here, Jamie, we had this conversation the other day and we think that some craft beer is domesticated. Right. Like, I mean, you have, you know, I think a lot of it is, you can go, you know, to UDF and find like truth, truth and psychopathy. You can find all this craft beer and even when I was on vacation, we went to the middle of nowhere in Kentucky and I found, you know, craft beer there. Cause yeah. like, you know, I'm, you know, being the beer nerd that I am not, I guess not beer nerd, but beer person. Right. I always, every, every gas station we stopped in on the way to Florida or on the way back, I always looked at the beer section and you could find Elysian, you could find, uh, new Belgium. Like, I think it's a little bit more domesticated, but like, that's why I like the, the smaller people where like you can't get firehouse beers anywhere else. Right. And like, that's why I think it's getting a lot bigger now and a lot more people kind of notice it now. It's strange. Cause like you can't, you can't say that what Rheingeist does with truth is not craft beer because it, I mean, it's from, 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 from everything we've always considered craft beer. It's, it still is. It's yeah, still, like it's a still crafted craft beverage, yeah. but there is, something different now like it's not it's it, it's normal i guess is yeah. the way i kind of look at it. like craft beer has become normalized and and so what does that mean for craft beer if if craft beer is the normal now yeah <laughs> is it is it still Which, the same I mean, thing i guess so i mean it's just like i don't know like with brian guys like i still consider consider them craft beer. sure like and you know like they're not owned by budweiser they're still independent you know, same with Dogfish Head, same with Sam Adams. They're all independent. Well, I guess Sam Adams and Dogfish they're Head. They're still independent, though. They yeah, I mean, they're... Same company, still, but Yeah. But, like, you know, they're not owned by Budweiser. They're not owned by Miller, anything like that. I, I think they're still craft beer. But, I mean, it's just exploding so big that a lot of people are just, like crazy over it but then it's you, just like it's like oh yeah i want to go get an ipa it's like you mentioned something like elysian though that, you know space dust is everywhere yeah it's literally not, the, the beer that i saw <laughs> when i was in east jesus nowhere <laughs> it's it's owned by budweiser yeah it is you know probably the biggest ipa in in the world i guess probably, probably if you really broke it down it's probably i'd, I'd say the so. biggest IPA, but yeah is that is that craft beer the the product itself is is it a craft beer and i just i don't know anymore i can't figure yeah, out where that line is yeah, so i don't know if, if craft beer is even still a thing it, i think that's, it, it, that's very it confusing <laughs> <laughs> it really is let's drink another beer all right because <laughs> <laughs> i already finished that pilsner and it was good uh should i go blonde next i guess yeah i'd go light to darker so tell me about the blonde um it's pretty much your standard blonde you know me i'm a traditional <laughs> brewer <laughs> there's really not much to it we actually just uh tapped it tuesday i believe yeah that's good see and it's it's almost better for me after drinking the pills yeah. too because you, you can tell how different it really is and yeah um you know kind of the more of that uh that malt character coming through and um it's like it's yeah. like a good throwback to me i you know i don't i don't I guess I don't drink a lot of blondes anymore. Like I, when you walk in, you're looking for that, that, that new thing, you know, you're yeah. looking for, you know, the dry hopped, this fruited, this sour, this, oh, whatever, yeah, whatever that, that new thing that they've got on. And it's easy to kind of pass up some of those, 
staples, especially something like a blonde that, you know, for oh, yeah. so long people have put on. Actually, give me a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> I don't know if I should pause it or just keep talking. No, I just keep talking. <laughs> I'll be right back. Um, it, uh, it, you, 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 you pass up the things that so many people brew because they want a uh, quote-unquote gateway beer or that thing for maybe macro drinkers who um, don't know that they like craft beer yet uh, to try to get them into it. Um, I think that's a mistake because <laughs> there are so many easy... Um, I hesitate to say simple beers because they're not simple, but um, you know those uh, those 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 go-to kind of gateway, if if you want to use that term. There's so many that are that are really good. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's really so, awkward sitting here and talking to yourself. By the way, <laughs> oh I know, I do it all the time at home. <laughs> it's different when you got a microphone in front of you. It's true. Um, so yeah, I like this a lot. That's our blonde, and we just ran the numbers, and our strawberry blonde is actually, this is a, a our newest one, and it's been selling hot, like hotcakes. Sorry, Mad Tree. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, and it's got that big kind of big strawberry thing at the end yeah. instead of, you know. Soul Drifter is is Madri's strawberry blonde, but yeah, it's got a real soft strawberry to it. It's not, you know, we live in Cincinnati. You've got uh, Squeezebox from Urban Artifact that yeah. is the biggest strawberry beer that you can possibly create. Oh, yeah. And so we've got this, this really big spectrum beer. to compare things to. Yeah. Um, this on the uh, the spectrum of strawberry beers, this is um, this is not Squeezebox for the rare. I'm not saying that, but this leans more to the Squeezebox side yeah. of strawberry flavor versus the uh, the Soul Drifter side of strawberry yeah. flavor. Yeah. I've, That's good. I, I played with that a lot. Cause wait, I, it was just our basic blonde ale recipe, and I was like, I was like, do I want to do puree? Do I want to do fresh strawberries? And I was like, let's do fresh strawberries. And like it's, the the chef was like, all right, I can do that. And like he ordered me like twenty pounds of like fresh strawberries, and he's like, he had this big like drill looking thing. He's like, yeah, just do this and puts it in a bucket. <laughs> I was like, oh, strawberries awesome. are hard too to get to get that flavor to come across the way yeah. it is in your head. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some fruits and things like that, that the, um, the flavoring, um, is almost more what you think of when you think of the fruit versus what it actually is. You know, banana yeah. is one of those, right. that, you know, what you in your head think of as banana is not really what banana tastes like. And, right. Uh, I think strawberry is leaning into that too. And, yeah. um, and he, this is, he, he knows, he knows his food and fruits and everything. So he, he was like, yeah, like, you know, strawberries aren't producing well this year right. or something like that. So I was like kind of scared and I was like, oh, should we do this? Is that half the fun though too? Like not knowing how it's going to turn out? Oh yeah. It's absolutely fun. Um, I like that's as a drinker. I know that like for me, that's part of the fun of that hunt for the next thing is just not knowing what it's going to be like. Oh it's, yeah. You know, th those, those, you know, standbys that you've always drank are still great. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, it's in your fridge that, you know, it's still it's still great to drink, but it doesn't it doesn't get you excited the same way that yeah. like you know just that that unknown of man I wonder oh, what yeah, this is absolutely. gonna taste like yeah <laughs> like every every day I like I'll go home and be like I wonder what it's gonna be like tomorrow <laughs> it's like the same like any beer I make I'm like oh, this is okay <laughs> come back in like how you doing honey <laughs> are you behaving. <laughs> 
what is it that um what pushes you when you are creating a new recipe or coming up with a new idea or playing around with an idea in your head where does that idea start and how does it kind of manifest itself once it finally gets in the glass um that's actually kind of hard um i kind of look at like other breweries and brewers and what they're doing and kind of like play off of it um also with our chef here it it really helps like he he's a big beer person and uh so like he'll come up with these like weird ideas like hey let's throw sasquatch in it i'm like (laughs) all right (laughs) and uh so like i'll like i'll go up to him and i'll be like thinking i'm like what should i do like what beer recipe should i do and i'll go up to him like hey man like if you were to do a fruited beer what would you do and he'd be like kumquats and and blueberries and this and that and he'll just like Duh. Throw, <laughs> throw a bunch of like random things and i'm like all right cool i'll get my notebook and start writing it down and that's kind of how i came come up with ideas but like as a lot of people know like i brew tra- traditional beers like I'll, I'll brew the fruited stuff and like the hazies and the new england's and yada yada but i i love traditional beers i mean saisons are my you know right claim to fame i guess <laughs> but i almost brought you a saison today i am um, the the brewery um but which shout out to them they did send me free beer so i think i have to mention that for uh, <laughs> the, uh <laughs> yeah for FTC shout out to the purposes. brewery <laughs> um they sent uh, a couple four packs and one of them was the saison made with uh with orange blossom flowers Ooh. and orange blossom honey too and, oh my god it's so good <laughs> it's so good i know where you live <laughs> well i think i might have one 16 ounce can of it left and i'm drinking it <laughs> it's like, so tasty if um, someone breaks in your house i can't it remember might be the, me i can't remember what the name of it is but uh if you see it if you see it at a store <laughs> seriously grab grab some off the shelf because man that stuff is so good and it's, it's right up your alley um is it hard when there are so many breweries around you cranking out some really great stuff is it hard to try to kind of stay creative and do things that aren't the same thing that somebody else is doing or does it just do you just kind of ignore that side of it and yeah go, it's, it's actually I mean, strawberry blonde's a great example of it there's strawberry blondes already you know yeah, it's, of course. but yeah it's it's extremely difficult especially like i think it's a little bit easier here Sure. Because we're not distributing. We're solely in-house. We're not, I mean, we have crowlers and, and everything, but we're not, you know, distributing out. So it's like, if you want to come try my strawberry blonde, come into Firehouse. You're not going to get it at, you know, like BC Bottle Lodge or, you know, right. Lucky Turtle or anything. So when well, it, it is different, like that's what's so yeah hard too, is that like, it, you can you can make the same kind of quote unquote style as anybody yeah. else, and it's not going to be the same beer in theory. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, obviously not. There I are mean, some there own. are some places that try very hard yeah. to make it the same beer, but um, no, I I never I, I've never made a recipe where I'm like like I'm gonna take this recipe and like I know Matchy like puts their recipes on yeah on their website, and I've never ever like I'll look at it and be like okay like that looks similar to mine and but I'm not going to copy someone's recipe. I, I would never, ever do that. Right. I couldn't. It's not, not in my, uh, not in my book. Well, it takes away some of that, that creative 
drive, which I guess yeah. there are people that are in this for different reasons. Yeah. And they're, they're, I'm sure that there are people around that don't give two shits about the creativity that's coming out of their brewery. They yeah. just no, want to crank out whatever's most popular. <laughs> and, and Yeah. Yeah. I want it to be like, like m- put my name on it. Like this is my recipe. What are you most proud of so far here? You can, I can, I'll give you one guess. <laughs> Is it the Saison? Of course. <laughs> we'll drink that one next. Um, what is it about Saison as a style that you love so much? I think it's the, the, the banana and cloviness of it. Like, I I worked very hard on that recipe. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, it's, it's a, you know, but you, banana clove, you get that a lot from... A few um, different Belgian yeah. styles, but also oh, yeah. you know, German Hefeweizens. 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 But you still have that like kind of like a little spiciness to it. And it's also still like crisp and super easy drinking and, and summery. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's tasty. That's really good. It, yeah. You know, the going back to the the breweries, Saison, uh, it's got that, that funk to it. So there's, yeah. there's such a wide range of what Saison yeah, is. Like, <laughs> I think, like, the everyone asked me, like, what's the difference between farmhouse and Saison? I was like, they're kind of the same, but I think farmhouse is more funky and Saison's more like the clean version of, right. uh, like, that style. Right. So I think farmhouse is more funk and well, uh, yes, I, I definitely agree with that. But you know, like when you Saison is kind of a, it's a rustic earthy yeah. uh, funky Delicious is beer. funky is not the right way to put it, I guess, but it is kind of like that. I mean, it's, 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 it's funky. Yeah. Like it, yeah. even if it's like a, a cultivated yeast that is a clean yeast, it's yeah. still a funky yeast. It's got all kinds yeah. of, stuff going on to it oh yeah of course <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. once i go to belgium one day i'll i'll ask the brewers over there and see, i would uh, love to go to belgium is. i yeah, told my wife this weekend we um i've been talking about some vacation stuff and um it may not to go into too much detail but she's not a big fan of being away from the kids for very long and uh, i'm whatever i can i can be away from for a while (laughs) and and so we were trying to figure out where we were going to take this vacation and um that led into kind of me (laughs) and like i've i've had this thing in my head that i i I need to get to to europe at some point i need to go to belgium i need to go to germany i need to i need to see some of these places and i said well this is probably a bad time to mention that i really want to go to germany sometime soon <laughs> I, said, but I guess i'm going by myself <laughs> well there you go i um i feel like it's one of those it's tough like i i could definitely enjoy a trip like that like later in life but at the same time like i i i want to be able to go when i am uh able to 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 drink to full capacity and yeah. to uh, to appreciate well, yeah. all of that well, side I mean, of things you have two kids, so I mean. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, the other option is take them. But <laughs> I mean, you can take them. Yeah, it'll be fine on planes. Just if, don't make them cry. If any of you guys want to fund a trip for my entire family to uh, to Europe, please, uh, you know, uh, go to thegnarlygnome.com/support and you can do we're just that. Sorry, GoFund for you. <laughs> you can just you can go right onto the Patreon page and just for one month you can fund like you know thirty thousand dollars and I could go to Europe. <laughs> And people too. <laughs> that would actually probably do it. So if anybody wants to do that, just uh, go ahead. <laughs> Me and Gnarly know we're going to go to Germany. 
and Belgium. And we're going to Hofbrauhaus. House. <laughs> the original. <laughs> because uh, technically... Are you still allowed in there? Uh, I mean, so it depends who you ask. If you ask the Newport Police Department, on the police report they said I'm not allowed in any Hofbrauhaus. House. I don't know yeah. how they're allowed to say that, though. I so don't know I'm, how I they're going to know you in Germany. So though. I just want to go to Germany and go sit in the Hofbrauhaus House and tweet a picture of the Newport <laughs> Police Department. Middle fingers up. <laughs> Look where I'm at. Oh, this is going off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where were we? Next so beer. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk COVID. Um, uh, sure. Uh, let's let's get a beer first. Um, <laughs> I had to do that. <laughs> do we do Summit or do we Amber? Wait, which one did you just drink? I drank the Saison. What is? Oh, it? that's Sunny Sea. Oh, that's, okay. That's our. Uh, Sorry, I can't read your handwriting. Yeah, I know. I write like a four-year-old. Looks like someone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it does look like someone. Um, this is the double New England IPA. Okay, we'll this do is, we'll do Amber next then. Yeah, there we go. Although, what is the the smash? How is that pale that ale? Is uh yeah, just a pale ale. It yeah, we'll is. Do Amber. Yeah, that's not a, that any of this really matters. Spoiler alert, guys. Like, it doesn't really matter what order you drink your beer on your flight. It's really not a big deal. Like, you're still going to be able to taste it. Um, if if you're drinking, like, pints of something, um, yes, maybe you will not enjoy a Pilsner as much if you just, you know, housed a whole pint of a Imperial Stout or something. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> That does say amber, right? Yeah, it is amber. <laughs> Again, we probably tried this on the show at some point, but it's been a while. I think, yeah, I think so. And that was freshly kegged Wednesday. Yep, good, solid amber ale. It's another one of those underappreciated <laughs> styles. It's um, it's got like a good, almost spicy hop thing to it. Yeah, that I I enjoy a lot. It's. You know, in a place like this, uh, having beers that go really great with food is a necessity, and this is oh, yeah. exactly and that's, what. So the blonde or the the pilsner, the blonde, and the amber are the three beers that we use for like most of our like beer infused right. dishes and stuff like that, like the beer cheese. I think the they use the blonde ale. Um, so like that's why it's kind of cool to incorporate my beer with right. with the food and this and that so and that's why i kind of like try to keep it basic and it's, again i I'm, I'm a very basic brewer it's it's funny that like <clears throat> for so many years you know we'll go back to the, like the 90s yeah. you know brew pubs were the thing that's all there was I mean, yeah, it was, of course it's brew pubs and um i mean i was like six back then <laughs> <laughs> I I also was depending on when in the '90s I might have been six, <laughs> um, but that was that was kind of the model that you were supposed to follow. Yeah. And then when that kind of fizzled a little bit, when when all of the big money dried up and and some of the places closed, then the model shifted to production facilities and yeah. these these big kind of uh, you know regional powerhouses and that's that that's what you were supposed to do and everybody was striving towards that yeah and they were in the middle of this really cool shift almost not not back to everybody doing a brew pub but everybody wants a brew pub right yeah. now because it just it, it you don't have to go somewhere else like you just come here and you sit down you can hang out for 
a large chunk of time. You can have some food, have some beer, not, you know, get shmammered from, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, from, from drinking too much and then finding out that there's only popcorn available. Right. You know, like it just, <laughs> it creates a better experience. And I, I like that we are kind of drifting back to that world where yeah. that is almost the norm now. Yeah. And you know, like when I was like, hell, when I was, you know, 21, like I didn't start drinking till I was really 21. Right. And so like, I was always like, Sierra Nevada pale ale. Like I thought this was like fancy beer. And, like I was drinking Hoosier light in high life. Like, right. I thought I was, I thought I was like living the, <laughs> living the life when I bought a 12 pack. And, uh, so like when I started brewing, I was like, I was like, yeah, I just want to brew. Like, I think for the first year I started brewing, all I brewed was IPAs. That's it. That's all me and my friends wanted to brew. And then, like, I started, like, venturing out into, like, saisons and stouts and yada yada. I think that's true for a lot of drinkers, too. Like, when oh, you, yeah. you know, there's this, this stereotype going back to kind of the blonde and things like that where we're the gateway beer. Yeah. I feel like there's this strange misconception that drinkers have to ease their way into craft beer and i i think for most most craft beer drinkers that i've talked to that's not how it happened it was some kind of big barrel aged stout or some kind of big chocolate porter or something or a big ipa or something that kind of just fruity fruity pebbles shook them up so much that lactose and yeah marshmallows (laughs) like oh my god this is so different than everything else this is cool what else is there and then from there kind of journeying down yeah kind of a road of uh traditional styles yeah that's i i try to get so my one of my best friends my also roommate he's a big beer trader and he is our fridge and our garage is basically just fruited fruited beers and hazy ipas that's all it is it's a ticking time bomb is what you're saying pretty much yeah I said that's, that yeah. fridge is going to explode one day. <laughs> the, Sorry, Spoon Dog. <laughs> the, the world of uh, exploding beers is, um, yeah. But like, I'll be like, "Hey, I got this Pilsner I brought home," and he'd be like, "This, no, I don't want to drink that." I'm like, "Doesn't need trade value. <laughs> it's too clear." <laughs> I, I, yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate just about every beer that I've ever drank. Yeah, just I about. Mean, but yeah, I'll try anything, but. When I'm just sitting down and drinking a beer, like I just, some of those, like I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it from a drinking perspective. I get like from a creativity perspective or like a, just a fun nostalgic thing, maybe like if you're talking about throwing cereal or whatever in it, but yeah, I just don't I've get it as a, as a drinker. I just don't understand it. It doesn't. It doesn't tap into that thing inside me that oh, when you're, yeah, when you're sitting when you're sitting on a patio like this and you're you have a big glass of a pilsner or something in front of you and like yeah, that's perfect. you hear the water and the birds are chirping and you know people yeah, are the laughing geese are trying and like, to eat you and, <laughs> and like like all of those things kind of click in this way and you're like oh like this is yeah you can this you is can what sit, this is it's a, crisp this is a, it's, it's cold that's all you need but i don't i don't get that experience with a imperial hazy new england fruity pebble lactose laden whatever yeah. <laughs> like i yeah. just i don't get that experience like ever. Some, like sometimes he'll have beers sitting in the garage and i'll look at it like what the hell is this <laughs> like what the hell is in this like i'll look at the hops and i'll be like wait what else did they add to it <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch and <laughs> 
and cinnamon sticks. And <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Why? Like, Why nope. do you need to do that? No. Um, There's no reason. All right. So, I mean, already we need to, we're supposed to talk about COVID and already drank that sample. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do, let's do the smash and let's talk about COVID. Yeah. Let me um, get another beer real quick. You're going to leave me to talk about myself again. Yep. <laughs> All right. So drink your beer. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about this beer. This is, um, smash. I can read that one. That is the one that I can definitely read on the flight board. Um, it's a uh, light coppery clear. I mean, not clear. Brilliant. We'll say. I don't know what the, uh, what the, the malt and the hops are, but um, it's good. It uh, so smash for anybody that doesn't know what that means. It's a single malt and single hop. Um, so you take one malt, one hop, and that's 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 your recipe. Yes. Uh, what what what's the malt? What's the hop? Uh, so the malt is Maris Otter, Ooh. and uh, the hop is called Hort Nine Nine O Nine. One of those goofy hops that has some kind of goofy name that you will never remember. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what it is. It's good. Um, it, uh, it, it definitely that that Maris Otter gives you that good kind of bready, you know, kind of bold yeah. malt character to it that uh, we we miss out on a lot now in today's kind of world of craft beer and what people are are doing. Yeah, that's why I love smash beers because it's kind of like. It's almost like me trying out like a new recipe because like it's a a base recipe, but I can still like use like different hops that I get in, and I'll be like, "Ooh, this this hop looks kind of nice." Like, let me see what the characteristic is, and then I'll, I'll brew it and be like, "That worked out." All right. What I like about them is that it really lets you know the things you like and the things you don't like. <clears throat> like I yeah. I've had uh, Simcoe and me are in a, a long, long term battle. Uh, I, sometimes I hate Simcoe. Yeah. And then other times it's listed as being a major hop in a beer. And I drink it I'm like that, that. That's awesome. And I don't yeah. know why. That's awesome. <laughs> and this gives you kind of those those chances to really try one ingredient by itself. And be like, do you really dislike this or do you dislike this when it's with this or done yeah. like this? It kind of gives you you a different perspective on yeah. an ingredient yeah and like with this one i i just saw it like because like with bigger breweries like everyone around town like they have like contract <laughs> breweries like everybody else everybody else <laughs> <laughs> that's not even true maybe, you maybe are you are you are far from the smallest brewery in town <laughs> no, just, yeah fibonacci is probably small uh fibonacci or uh mash cult if you uh, count them yeah I they are so. definitely they're i think they're smaller than fib they're like aren't they still doing 10 gallons at a time are they still brewing i don't even know um i think so oh i don't i mean I'm, i don't I'm, know how often but they, yeah. i think they're still brewing <laughs> all right well cool good for them as far as i know i could be wrong well, somebody, yeah i think, somebody correct I think me if fib, wrong. shout out to bob and betty but oh my god they're they're kicking ass over there too i know they just went over there they made session mead how yeah i know how how smart is that <laughs> I know. they're they're doing some great things over there anyway <laughs> uh Maybe I need to send an email and get another uh, fib show scheduled here soon. Can I join? <laughs> Absolutely. That's my OG. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's my well, family. That's not even your OG. There was, there was uh, <laughs> that other play. Well, I guess no. You were no. Yeah, I was, I was yeah, a fib. Yeah, you were a fib first. first. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've been, I've been around town. <laughs> your, your, your OG brewing spot. Yeah. <laughs> we could have, we could have a, a whole conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we could have a conversation about <laughs> almost every place that you've brewed at. Um, you know, I, I say, <laughs> technically not Fibonacci. I mean, I, I used to bother Bob and then swine. And well, you were your cellarman at Rivertown too, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, Rivertown. I guess. I, yeah, I was thinking Rivertown. Then I got promoted to brewer, but I wasn't really brewing, right? Really that much. Like I was basically just cellar, and like they kept telling me, like, "Oh yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll be a promise, brewer." Man. And then, nope, nope, <laughs> I, never, yeah. never really brewed. I brewed like twice. <laughs> we need, we need to get off this right. conversation, or else we're gonna go down a bad road here, <laughs> talking about some stuff. But uh, uh, let's talk about COVID. Let's talk uh, yeah, about let's talk about the last year and a half. Okay, so, uh, so we closed down obviously for uh, right for COVID last March. I guess it was March. It was March. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Last year was a blur. Um, so La Soup came in and they took over our kitchen, right. which they do. It's like a nonprofit. Uh, they do um, like meals for unfortunate families right. and this and that. So they came in and we helped out. Um, like our chef helped out and like they came in and, and took over our kitchen, which was awesome. Um, so pretty much everyone was furloughed here. So. Um, and then I think it was what, May or June when we came back, uh, a couple of us came back and some didn't, but, right. um, but yeah, after that, like once we opened up, you know, mask on everything and then, um, yeah, it was after that, it started picking up a little bit and then there's a lot of businesses around here that, um, come in for lunch and so they opened back up and so we pretty much like started picking up a little bit more once they went back to work and, well, that and was, everything. That's my biggest, especially in, in blue ash, this place where <clears throat> I know people live in blue ash, but it doesn't feel like anybody lives in blue ash. It feels like everybody just works in blue. Ash. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you, you got you, that big old building. Back right. there. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at how this last year and a half has been and, and there's still a lot of people who, aren't back to the office or aren't yeah. ever going back to the office. Yeah. And you look at a, at a, at a neighborhood like this and how many people are coming back here for work versus before when, when, when they just worked like normal. And so I, Oh yeah. I worry about places that are in, in neighborhoods like this and, and what normal looks like. It's, it's actually, kind of crazy like once the the mask mandate like kind of lifted sure that's when we started seeing like everyone coming in and it was insane like i mean i'm not here like at nighttime but like i've heard from like servers and the chef and in the kitchen workers like they said like saturday nights like you can't get a seat and and it's it's packed in here and like even looking at like the the food numbers and the beer numbers like we're we're like selling the shit out of everything was there a point where you were concerned that maybe uh maybe you were gonna have to call betty and bob back (laughs) oh yeah absolutely there were times i can feed goats yeah i can feed goats i'll sleep in there if you want me to would 100 look the part of feeding goats yeah no there was there was definitely a time during covid where i was 
pretty nervous. Um, I would come in here at least once a week just to like check things and like I'll be like, can I brew yet? Can I brew yet? <laughs> <laughs> like little kid, like can I, can I brew yet? Well, because for for anybody that doesn't really understand the the situation, like you've you've got a brew pub that does not distribute beer, yeah, that doesn't package beer, I mean like crowlers, but yeah, um, it's still sold here, you know, versus some of these other places that are able to uh, to sell six packs, able to do home delivery, yeah. able to do like there's this is this is not one of those places. It is yeah. it's it's sold here over this bar and that's that's it yeah <laughs> and when that goes away it goes away all of this oh yeah stops we actually didn't get our crawling machine until after covid or after like the the shutdown right so <laughs> sorry <laughs> always burp on mic <laughs> sorry it um, um it, it, it's it's been such a different experience for different places and not that it was yeah. easier for other places i'm not that's not at all what i'm saying for anybody that's going to send me a grumpy email <laughs> i'm not i'm not saying it was easier for some place versus another but it was just very different and you 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 look at a place like this that um it does rely so much on people coming here and sitting down and having dinner and yeah and and meeting somebody after work happy hour and having, yeah. having a couple and, beers you know, and some like, wings or whatever. Literally, I mean this entire street right here and over there, like they're all businesses. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's like, that was what hurt us most because like they come up, you know, after work and yeah. like for lunch and stuff like that. Um, I think that's what hurt us most because no one really came out. And so like the first like two, three months I, it was, pretty much dead it was it was pretty slow but then like once like people started like getting vaccinated and everything like everything just started like like everything kind of came up and right and and people started coming in like i i mean i'm back there all day and then i walk out and all of a sudden it's just like (laughs) everyone in here and i'm just like oh god it wasn't like this before. It wasn't like this this <laughs> Who morning. Are you? <laughs> Where did you guys come from? <laughs> Who are you? Uh, do you think it changes kind of the, the the way things work going forward? As far as a, uh, and I know that you know you they keep you back there in your in your bubble. This is not you're that's, not obviously that's my not. <laughs> but you know, like as as a business, does. Do, do things ever really look the same as they did before? I mean, it's, um, I can't imagine uh, that like if, if I, if I own a, but it doesn't even have to be a place like this. Right? Just if I own someplace mm-hmm. and I know that now in the back of my head, there's always this idea that if something happens, all of a sudden we could just get shut down. Like that's a possibility. Oh, people, yeah. people can do that. <laughs> Whereas I, before it was, I, you didn't ever consider that. You didn't think that that's even a possibility. Like nobody can just make a, oh, yeah. print, you know, no, put on some kind of thing and uh, on TV and just say, you know, Hey, you guys are all closed <laughs> except yeah. for you and you and you and yeah. you run this time. <laughs> you're cool. You're cool. You're <laughs> right. cool. F you. You're like, cool. <laughs> how does that not, how does that not shape everything going forward forever? I, I think for us, I mean, when we were closed down, like I was worried. Like, I wasn't really worried about us um, 
obviously I'm not one of the owners. Right. I just make the beer. <laughs> That's why I tell everyone. I was like, <laughs> like when the servers are complaining about something, I'm like, I don't know. I just make the beer and just run back there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I for us, I I felt like we were fine, just like with La Soup here and like doing their thing. Like so, we still had could utilize the building and right. this and that. But like I was worried about like the the little guys, you know, like Fib and Common. Obviously, yeah. they're I still love those guys, Mark and Amy, and everyone there. Um, but like I was worried about the little guys. Just yeah. just like I I didn't want them to go under because like I they're my friends. <laughs> like right. and so I just wanted them to like succeed. And like I know they did a lot of carry out and stuff like that. And you know, we didn't because we didn't have a crowd machine at the time and and everything. So like that was what worried me really. Like I, I was like, we'll be fine. Like I still, I brewed a couple times when we were on lockdown and everything, but I just wanted them to make it. Right. Like I was like, we'll be fine. Like we still have like the restaurant, but they're solely on beer, and like we're we have the restaurant and everything. So yeah, the restaurant was which thing. which you know wasn't operating at the time. <laughs> That's the oh thing. yeah, I mean it was I mean, technically operating. No, but it was, yeah, nobody nobody yeah. was safe. That was what was so crazy. Like you you start yeah. to really get this this really strange perspective on things that like there is there's not a single place that I felt comfortable about. Yeah. In, until you know, it took maybe you know four or five months before I started oh, yeah, getting a little course. comfort someplace. Like, oh yeah. no, we we figured it out. We're okay. You know, we we can we can last until this date. Yeah, <laughs> which is a whole other really strange conversation. Like, yeah. okay, at that date, what the <laughs> hell happened? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was. It was. It was kind of weird at first. Like, there was a time when I wasn't allowed to leave my brew house. Right. Like I could not walk through that door. Right. Well, like, just, I had which that, is probably the way it should be all the time. Honestly, you just keep you back there and keep you locked in. Yeah. I mean, I have a lock <laughs> on the door. <laughs> Sometimes I do lock it <laughs> just so no one comes in. But yeah, there was a time when like I was not allowed to leave. And like, I had to ask like the general manager, like I would put my coffee mug outside the door <laughs> and he'd go get me a cup of coffee and just leave it there. And I'd like, it's like a rat. Just, like, right. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty difficult for us, but we're I think we're like now back to full well, full capacity. I mean, we're we have all our like all these tables right here were just completely gone. Yeah, well, that's that's what's you when you walk in places now and you see tables back and you see bar stools back. I mean, that was that was the hardest part yeah. for me is going into a place and even if you could sit down and have a beer, you have to do it in some little table that's situated 10 feet apart from anybody yeah. else in your own little corner. And it's like, man, this is <laughs> not, napkins at this me. is, this is not at all like what I enjoy about having a beer. Like I, I want to sit at the bar and I want right. to talk to people and I want to laugh and I want to, I want to see people's faces and yeah. like, it, you know. <laughs> right. So it's nice to be kind of back to that. But, and yeah. I, I assume that the places that are still kicking, um, will be okay. Speaking of in the brewery industry, I don't, I don't yeah. know about rest, some of the restaurants that uh, are still kind of, um, uh, <laughs> crawling along. There's, there's a few out there that I think are going to, I mean, I, I, I think they're, they're doing fine. Some of them. Yeah. Some of them. I mean, I, obviously I'm not a restaurant guy, but right. I'm, I'm a brewery guy, but I, I've talked to, you know, all the brewers and stuff right. like that and they're doing fine. Yeah. So. I, 
I, I, I hope that we are in the, uh, in the clear. We're on the other side of all of us, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're, I think we're some... hitting the, the final, like, point, like yeah. downfall. I wouldn't say downfall. Tough the upfall. <laughs> yeah, the, the upfall. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that we, works out. We should drink another beer. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> I forgot what the sunny... What, what. Sunny Sea, that is our double New England IPA. And then we have the hazy, the IPA. Let's let's do hazy, I guess, first. Yeah, there you go. I go hazy, and then Jamie will be happy about that one. Not that one, this one. Okay. <laughs> so tell me about this one. Uh, it's just a standard hazy IPA. I put, is there a such thing as a standard hazy IPA? <laughs> yes, there is, a, apparently. Uh, what did I put in that? Give me a sec. Yeah, it's good. It's, uh, it doesn't lean. So sometimes they're just overly, overly soft. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any kind of, uh, any kind of bitterness at all to it. And this still has a little bit of a bitter, um, snap going on that yeah. I that I that I like in my hazy IPAs. I still want it to be an IPA. I put um, uh, I like that a lot. I forget what it hops I put in that. It's good. It's in my it's in my notebook. Are. I don't have it with me. It's the one hop and then the other hop. And then there's that I, I think one I put, more. Uh Cascade and No, it was El Dorado and uh Sativa. Ooh. It's good. Yeah. It's um it's like a like a new hop that PSG I, had so I like that uh we finally are hitting this point with uh hazy IPAs that they can be normal and yeah. we can start to kind of settle in and actually have good versions of them but for for a long time people were trying to brew these hazy IPAs or New Englands or whatever they were calling them yeah well, and there were a lot of <laughs> there were a lot of really really bad ones because people were just so consumed with getting the most haze possible and yeah. getting this and getting that. And it's like, <laughs> and forgetting that you're supposed to still be creating a yeah. balanced <laughs> you, beer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what, well, that's what, which I, I told, uh, gnarly gnome before we uh, started this, I told him not to make fun of my hazy IPA. He was afraid it wasn't hazy enough and it is. It, it's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was, uh, I don't know what happened to it, but I think I put Whirlflock in it. It's it's still hazy. It's fine. I mean, fine. it's pretty hazy. Yeah, it's fine. They just changed the keg, though, so could <laughs> could be not hazy. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's still I think fine. I, threw, I think I threw Whirlflock in it, not thinking, just like, ah, oh, shit, I'm not, I'm not brewing the flight path. But it, it brings up a good, a good point of, you know, hazy IPA, I guess, is not really a style. Yeah. Um, I mean, it still has that flavor. It's just not... You know, doesn't are, have the haze. What in are it. you shooting for when you're making a hazy IPA? And that's, I think that's why so many places are now calling yeah. them juicy IPAs or yeah, or whatever. I'm, they, I'm they come pretty up much going to just change it to juicy IPA now <laughs> because it's because <laughs> I'm probably going to do it again. <laughs> people people get some kind of thing in their head that they're expecting from a beer, and especially with something like haze that really does not affect anything other than what you're you're looking at. Um, it's probably not the the right thing to emphasize, like. Haze yeah, is, is, is 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 nothing. It's, it's just it's just the color. Yeah, and you know <laughs> like you can make a really hazy beer that tastes like crap, and that oh yeah, of course. 
I've had some hazy IPAs that I did not like. I've had a lot of hazy IPAs in my life. <laughs> and, and this is not one of them. Um, Make beer clear again. Hashtag. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with beer that is not clear. I mean, you again, going back to German Hefeweizens, uh, they were never clear. Like that's, that was their, their whole yeah, personality. Sure. You know, it's, it's okay to have a beer that is not clear, but, um, to make a beer solely because it's not supposed to be clear is strange to me. Yeah. There's still supposed to be something else going on with the beer. They're supposed to have another personality besides just what it looks like. Oh yeah, of course. It has to have to, In like my I literally, I mean, I look at my like beer every time I'm like, yep, it's pretty clear. Yeah, I mean it's it's there's still something it, there's, there's still something about yeah. again sitting on a patio in the sunshine and you know holding up your beer and like that the light coming through <laughs> it and like there's your, there's your something behind it, like well I can see my hand there's there's something about that that uh, to me is is a part of drinking a beer oh of course um going back again kind of how we started bigger picture stuff uh let's talk just Cincinnati beer scene as a whole what uh what gets you excited right now about what's happening in Cincinnati uh, let's see. It doesn't have to be any place in particular, but just like what gets no, you just, excited? Um, well, one thing, Kelly, if you're listening, we still need to do our collaboration. So me and Kelly from Third Eye, we have the same birthday, and I've been trying to get him to do a collaboration birthday beer right. with me and him. And he still hasn't hasn't jumped on it. So, Kelly, if you're listening, please, let's do it this year. <laughs> we do sell third out here, so. That's what's cool um, about this place is that, you know, yes, they have their own beer and, and tons of it on tap. But there's other stuff, too. And, like, yeah. if you want to kind of venture out and see some of the other stuff that's that's available. Yeah, like, we have, like, ciders and seltzers. And, like, we have, like, March versus Astra thingy and sire boys and right. stuff like that so like we're we still have like the other stuff right like, i'm not brewing all that stuff right maybe one day but <laughs> but uh yeah so we we have a whole bunch of stuff here but me and kelly have been like for like the last like two three years i've been saying we have the same birthday i'm like dude let's do like a birthday beer like we could put it on tap at brink and then you know left brink and i was like let's right. do it at third eye and so now i'm just waiting for him to <laughs> so kelly if you're out there if you're listening which you should if, be listening if you're, if you're listening hit me up <laughs> but what gets you excited just about the scene itself i think it's more for me is people coming out of town coming to cincinnati and trying our beer like i've met people here I met people at other breweries that like come in. They're like, I've heard Cincinnati's like a big brewery town, and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, even if I'm at another brewery, I'm like, oh, like, hey, like, you should try out Firehouse or you know, right. go to this brewery, and I'm and they're super excited about it. And uh, they're like, yeah, we heard it's a big brewery town. I was like, I can tell you like 50 breweries right now yeah. off the top of my head, and uh, you can name 50 breweries right to go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> No, I'm no, actually, I'm not I that. actually don't know how many I could name off the top this, of my head. <laughs> I was going to say this, this podcast would be like 20 minutes longer. <laughs> um, but no, it's just more uh, 
just people like coming together like you know you you go to like the pride fest and you go to you know Oktoberfest and this and that it's a big beer town yeah. it, that's what excites me about it it's just like this is the industry i'm in so it's just well, like it's cool to see that and what's people cool, are excited about it what's cool too is that like it's always been that we've always been a beer town yeah i mean even dating There's, pre-prohibition like yeah. we've always been that it's way history. but you look at it now and like everybody gets it like yeah. everybody kind of understands yeah and then you're starting to get those people that are starting to get uh i don't want to say angry about it but they're getting a little grumpy I'm like all right look like we've got this going on like we need to start spreading that word and start letting people know that like this is this is who we are like yeah. we're, we're we're a beer city like that's that is why you come here. Like, yeah, yeah we've, we've got Skyline and we got some other yeah, cool stuff. We got Kings Island, we got Zoo, whatever. Greater, you know, whatever. What, 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 <laughs> we've got other cool stuff, but beer is is, yeah, is you who can, we are. You can take are. a tour of of all the historic like old breweries yeah. in in town. So yeah, there's there's not a lot of cities that have that going on the way we do. So yeah, no, it deserves a little bit of respect, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tell me about the IPA. Um, that is Cascade and Centennial. So super Ten- traditional American yeah. West Coast IPA. Yeah. It's a nice coppery color. Yeah. It's also kind of warm because it's been sitting there for a while. <laughs> it's not too bad. It's good. Oh. Yeah. It's a uh, big kind of those, those big citrusy juicy juicy is the wrong word because of the the what what hazy new england ipas have done to the term but um it's a big kind of west coast american ipa (laughs) i told you dude i'm a traditional brewer it's good is that is that a traditional style I guess so. I guess it depends. Um, <laughs> it depends on who you're depends, asking. Depends how old you are, I guess. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's, I, I'm pretty sure I'm the, one of the youngest head brewers in, in the city. Uh, it's it's funny, though, that like something that if you asked a brewer, you know, we'll say 10 years ago, you know, what are traditional styles versus new styles? Like how vastly different that is now just oh, yeah. just like I said, 10 years later yeah um because you know west coast american like ipas I, I, yeah there there are kind of traditional styles at this point oh yeah of course but in the grand scheme of beer <laughs> yeah and it's still That's what everyone's still like, so new i feel like everyone just like laughs at me like they're like like dude you're like you're 30 years old, man. You've been brewing for like six years. Like, why are you brewing all these like traditional ass beers? And I'm like, I don't know. I like traditional beers. There's, there's nothing wrong with liking something traditional. Yeah. And that's a, you know, if you're a I new. I drink high life every day. If you're a new craft beer drinker, don't think that you have to run around chasing some kind of fruity pebble beer to uh, yeah. impress I mean, anybody. I've, I've, brewed, uh, I've brewed beer with cocoa pebbles in it. I didn't like it. I mean, the beer was good, but I hated brewing it. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> Again, I don't have any problem with those beers. I just don't. They don't fulfill that thing in my soul. Yeah. No, of course not. All right. One more beer. One more beer, and I'm going to step out for a second. <laughs> All right. And I have a special beer for you. All right. So this one is the you have to stay here by yourself. sunny something or other. Uh, it looks like someone on the uh, the flight uh, board. 
it's double double New England. Um, so it's a little little hazy, little uh, little yellow with a uh, nice foamy white head on top for all of you uh, beer raiders. Mm. The champagne of beers. <laughs> I told you I had a special beer. Yeah, this is good. Um, this is not one of those um, beer styles that I would ever like flock to. Again, I I don't care about hazy beers. I don't care about New England's. I don't care about any of that. Yeah, that I'm was, even really. I'm not even like a like a hoppy beer guy. Like I don't even like flock towards IPAs and stuff when I'm when I'm sitting down drinking. But um, it's good. <laughs> It's it's really good. Again, it still has some of that that bitterness to it, and it still has. Um, again, I assume there's some 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 booze going on here. This is probably a little higher ABV than. Uh, yeah, it's a nine point five, I believe. And you you definitely get that in yeah um, in the flavor, and it's, it's it's good. Yeah, that's that's the uh, quote unquote chef series from me and the me and the chef. We came up with that recipe. He wanted to do a double New England, so I was like, "All right, I'll do it." That's funny. Like most of, uh, if you hear of a, a chef series beer existing, um, yeah, usually I, there's I some kind of some kind of herbs and and fruit and some kind yeah. of strange ingredients thrown in there. No, so he's 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 a big haze guy, so he's that's funny. <laughs> I mean, he's he's the one that like usually I'm like, "What should I do?" And he's like, "I want to do this, want to do that, want to do that," and I'm like, "All right, find me the fruits and right." No, I had to. I had to burp. It wasn't. I was like, I, was like, oh, <laughs> I just leaned off mic to burp. I was like we're the only people here. <laughs> what the hell? Okay, you so, poured me a beer that I do not drink that often. <laughs> this is the champagne of beers, Miller High Life. Um, if I, anybody listens to the weekly pint, you know Justin likes to drink Miller High Life. This is the beer that I drink every day, pretty much. <laughs> So and that's the one thing about I mean, brewers. I mean, we'll we'll dive into this. It is okay. crisp and brilliant and and uh, clear and. It was also brewed in uh, 2019. So yeah, <laughs> so it's one of the big uh, the big champagne bottles that they yeah. They did. I got up from my house. We found it in my closet, <laughs> like back in February. It doesn't smell old. No, it smells fine. Yeah, it's like a little, little fruity. Yeah, there. What did you put in this high life? That's interesting. That's weird. It doesn't taste like. I mean, it's again. If it was, if it's from 2019, it's not going to taste like high life. But yeah, <laughs> um, it says February 1919. So I think it's. I don't know, but <laughs> either way, I brought it from my house. I found it in my closet. It doesn't tell us a lot about what's going on here. No, not really. I mean, is it just is it just regular high life thrown in a fancy bottle? Yep, I sell them for like two dollars at the at Jungle Gyms during uh, <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> I've seen the big uh, the big Stella bottles too at Christmas time. Yeah, I don't I don't drink Stella. I uh, I don't love high life. I, I do. I, it's okay. I just, I don't, I don't, I, I know that it's like the, uh, the current trendy thing that all the brewers are drinking, but it's, it's, it's okay. Trendy. 
Yeah, it's trendy. Kidding me? Yeah, you're you're a hipster. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think it's trendy. I've been drinking it for years. I mean, it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with this. It's fine. It's actually a little bit more like fruitier than regular high life. So yeah, it's, it's drinkable, guys. If you uh, if you see a giant ass bottle of high life at the uh, the store. Don't be ashamed if you want to grab it and give it to me. <laughs> or drink it yourself, whatever. Or you can just mail it to me. I work at Firehouse Grill and Brewery. <laughs> you show up to work one day, there's going to just be a big pile of like oh, old high life sitting at the door. Oh, yeah. um, I'm, I'm do, down with that. Do they use some kind of uh, some kind of hop extract, something or other, to make this? How do I, they how do they get away with the clear bottles and not have it skunk? I have no idea. I wish I knew. I've always heard that uh, the Corona uses some kind of genetically engineered hop extract, well, so that cor- it won't. Corona it won't. is is a virus. So I mean. <laughs> well, other Corona. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no idea <laughs> to keep it from from skunking versus you know some of the other you know we've all had those clear or green bottles that you as soon as you open them up they you that's know. that's the one thing too is like i don't really like obviously i drink high life a lot but i don't drink out of the bottles i always get the cans oh, like see, I, that makes it even more interesting so part of part of what i like if i'm gonna drink a high life or something like that some kind of macro um lager it's <laughs> I, local this is local beer is, this okay. is this was not made locally those big bottles there's no way uh, there's <laughs> <laughs> there, you can't read the codes on there um uh, but yes you know miller is a local product yes but um uh, there is something if i'm going to dive into something like that i like I like it on a bottle. I like that nostalgia of drinking it out of a bottle. I don't even want it in a I glass. See that. Typically, yeah. I want to drink it out of a bottle, yeah. out of a out of super cold bottle in yeah. a in one of those little koozies, and that's the way I want it. That's good, buddy of mine. He he does not like high life out of a can. He likes it out of a bottle. He won't a lot. Of, he drinks everything out of a bottle, and it's weird. Yeah. Well, mostly. But. I um there. I, I can still remember my first taste of beer. And it was a Miller Genuine Draft. That was nice. what my grandpa drank. MGD. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Goddamn. And I can still, like, the only time I can recreate that that feeling of that first sip, I've probably said this on the show before, so forgive me, guys. I'm two, two flights in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I, can still, I can still remember, and the only time I can recreate that, that's where I'm going here. Um, if I, like, get really, like, hot and miserable outside, like, mow the grass and... 90 degrees a day like today get outside mow the grass get just like stupid sweaty and hot and miserable and then pull a a bottle of beer a a macro lager out of the cold fridge in my house which i've Mm -hmm. fridges at different temperatures because i'm i'm like that pull it out of the cold fridge and then that first sip just the first sip it goes away after that one like that little (laughs) like you get this there's a thing there and it, it, it's every time I, I could I could be just just happy with just that one sip. That's, oh, yeah. that's all I need. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it immediately takes you back to that first time. Uh, Justin, thank you. We're gonna sit here and we're gonna drink our hot life and we're gonna be Heck very yeah. happy about it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, if you guys have not been here, come here. It's Firehouse yes. Grill and Brewery. 
Um, it's, it's Blue Ash. You guys, you guys know where it is. Go to the website. It's right there. There's Blue a thing Ash you can Ohio. click on. It'll take you right here. I'll be here somewhere, walking around in my short shorts and my my boots. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.